Welcome to the Wild Grand Rapids message of the week. We hope you're encouraged, strengthened, and experience the presence of God through this message by Apostle Kathy L. Ali. Wow, that was amazing. You guys ready? Today is a new day. Today, I'm going to be transformed by the power of God, by the presence of God, and by the Word of God. Never to be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. So, wow, that was just so good. I'm going to be doing something a little different. I'm going to be, um, I really want to teach on Holy Spirit and just kind of start with uh, the person of the Holy Spirit in the life of Jesus and uh, just to get a good foundation laid in our lives Some of it will be new for some of you. Some of it won't be new for some of you. But I still think it's important that we reestablish a foundation of the Holy Spirit because um, who lives within us? Holy Spirit. And what does he do? He proclaims all the works of Jesus. He glorifies Jesus upon the earth. And yet he is probably the most ignored. And so I think it's important that we just... uh, kind of reintroduce ourselves to him. And uh, I was here Friday and Saturday, and Saturday um, I just really, really encountered God while I was in my office. I started worshiping uh, by myself, and just the Holy Spirit, he just came and filled my room. And I remember thinking, I'm so honored to be in your presence. He's so beautiful and so wonderful. And I got tired of hearing negative reports of people who were getting sick and negative reports of just things that were going on. And so I got out of my office and I I felt like, kind of like, um, you know how you just feel really strong? I felt like I just wanted to kick the door down, (laughs) walked out of my office, and I just began to walk through this uh, sanctuary and through the hallway, and I began to declare who God says we are. And I don't know, what happened to my keys? They fell? Oh, well, that's a sad sight. So I saw these keys um, on my bookshelf, and when um, the first time we went to Bethel, Somebody saw, it was um, Pastor Matthew and I, someone saw me. Um, We were sitting uh, in the sanctuary at the time, worshiping. And it was after worship, someone tapped me on the shoulder and said, I feel like God is saying that he's giving you the keys to your city. And I looked on the shelf, and I was reminded of that prophetic word. And so I'm like... You better believe it. So I started marching through here and declaring that not only is the Weld Church a COVID-free zone, but so is Grand Rapids a COVID-free zone. It's time for um, the church to be the church. Come on, say ecclesia. 
that we can walk around with authority that Jesus has freely given us. And that's why it's important that we understand what we actually possess. That it's not just coming together, this is wonderful, and, and experiencing and feeling the presence of the Holy Spirit. Because there's nothing, for me, there's nothing that compares to that. I, I love the presence of God. And all of you who know me know that's true. <laughs> um, but it can't just end there. That, could, that has to be something of a, a launching point into something more. Say something more. And so it's really in my heart that we grab a hold of in this season that revival is not a feeling. Revival looks like transformation. Revival looks like something happened in my life that is causing me to actually act out the will of God upon the earth. That's what revival looks like. That's when pe people get saved, get healed, restored, delivered. And I believe that God is wanting to bring a transformation to society. I believe that he's going to do it through the businesses. I believe he's going to do it through workplaces. I believe he's going to do it through the marketplace. I don't believe this revival is going to be confined to the four walls of a building. And I, 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 we've, we've had all of these movements, and we can say this is the saints' movements. I say that this is the Holy Spirit movement. I believe that he's awakening the church to be the church. And it's a glorious, glorious, glorious place to be in. And so I want to start off with just talking a little bit about um, the different ways. If you could start putting up the first slide. Of what the Holy Spirit's... Uh, life or work was in the life of Christ. So first of all, he was born of the Spirit. And so let's go ahead and you can leave this slide up. You don't have to. I'm just going to turn to Luke 135. I'm not going to read all of them. But if you are, you can take pictures of the slides so you can look up the scriptures uh, later yourself. But Luke 135. It says, in the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. And we see that he was born of the Spirit. Go to the next one. He was anointed of the Spirit. Matthew 3. Why is this important? Well, if Jesus himself was born of the Spirit, and he, we know that this is not a new theology, he, he, he came fully God, but set aside his deity so that he would walk the earth fully as man. Are you listening to me? And so then what happens is that he has to be born of the Spirit. He has to be anointed of the Spirit, Matthew 3, verse 16. Excuse me. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. It's important to note that Jesus... Though God, though fully God, 
also fully man, had to be anointed and baptized with the Holy Spirit. It's important to note that if Jesus had to be anointed, listen, say anointed, of the Holy Spirit, how much more do you and I have to not only receive the gift of, of the Holy Spirit upon conversion, but have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and it says that the Spirit came to him like a dove. I'll get into this um, probably more next week, but with us, the Holy Spirit came as fire, and there's a reason why. So let's go to the next one. He's filled with the fullness of the Spirit. So that's what we just talked about. Go to the next one. Led of the Spirit, Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. It's important that as we are making our decisions throughout our day, that we're led by the Spirit of God. It says, then Jesus was led up by the Spirit, by the Spirit, into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Here's the interesting thing. Sometimes we think that when we're being led by the Spirit, that we're going to be led to peace. We're going to be led to going through the lilies of the field. He was actually led into the wilderness to be tempted for 40 days. He was being led into temptation by the Spirit of God. And he had to overcome the enemy just like you do, just like I do. The difference is Jesus was focused. Say focused. He knew what his plan and purpose was. And I think as the church, we have forgotten what our plan and purpose is. And so what happens is that when distract, these, these things become distractions, when the enemy comes in, we have to understand that we can come like a flood. The Lord raises a standard against him, but the enemy is going to come in. And so we're so busy shadow boxing with the enemy that we are not furthering the kingdom of God upon the earth. Sometimes the greatest distraction is not only between our ears, but it can be the people even around us. We can spend so much time trying to keep peace that we forget, why am I here? What is my purpose? You are only responsible for you. I am only responsible for me. I'm responsible to you as your pastor to make sure that I'm giving you the word of God and truth. But I'm not responsible to live your life out. You are. But together, if we stay focused like Jesus was focused, that no matter what temptation comes, it can be the world, remember? He said, I'll give you everything. That was a real temptation. It, we, we, when we read that, we, we think, oh, yeah, well, that was Jesus. No, he was tempted in all points just as we are. It's tempting when all of a sudden you start to su experience success in life. What if all of a sudden you start to feel, uh, experience financial favor? What if you start experiencing favor with man? What if actually you're in a place where you're seeing things starting to move along? You have to be careful that, is, can, that, that temptation doesn't overtake you and you spend more time focusing on that than you do focusing on what we're supposed to be doing, which is to advance the kingdom of God upon the earth. 
In the Old Testament, it was, they talked about establishing kingdoms of the earth. In the New Testament, New Covenant, he speaks about establishing the kingdom of God unseen upon the earth. You've got physical, you've got spiritual, and it's important for us not to establish our kingdoms upon the earth, but to establish his kingdom upon the earth. Make sense? Go to the next one, please. Spoke and taught by the Spirit, Luke 4, 18. It says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So uh, the Holy, Holy Spirit actually empowered Jesus to say the words that he said and to do the works that he did. Now, he only did what he saw the Father do, but he couldn't have done what he saw the Father do without the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in his life. So he's, in order to preach, listen, in order to proclaim the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. It's the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon your life, upon my life, that empowers the Word of God to actually bring transformation. So when we are making our declarations, we're not making declarations coming from a place of I'm just reading something that's written in, in, in a book or I'm just reading something that I've written down, you know, I've wrote, written down all these declarations. They have to be anointed by the Holy Spirit. And that means that I'm going to come into relationship with him while I'm declaring these things so that they have the power to manifest because the word of God is inerrant. That means that it's full of power. It has to produce what it said it will produce. Amen? And that's why it's so important. I am really hot. Is anybody else hot? I am boiling. You guys are freezing? Whew. And I promise you it's not a hot flash. This doesn't really help, but anyway. I keep having to pull my pants up. That's a new problem for me. Praise the living God. Trust me, I haven't been able to get them on, so that's been like a... Woo, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, no, I just stretched them out. I just held on to one side, stretched on them. All right, to the next one. Cast out devils by the Spirit. You know that uh, Matthew uh, 12, 28, that that's one of the, the things that we are told to do. And you can't do that without being full of the Spirit of God. I remember, let me tell you a story. Um, I, many of you know, I, I li we lived in Wilmington, North Carolina. I call it our one-year mission trip. And we went there because um, we were led by the Spirit of God um, to start a revival center. It, we ran out of money and had to move back home. So does that mean that wasn't God? No. It was, like a, it was like literally a year of being in training. It was phenomenal. And the things that we saw was incredible. Well, one of the services that we had, um, I was praying for someone. And I remember, like my, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm not doing this now. There's different seasons and there's different things that we're putting our hands to. But I remember being so full 
so full from uh, the Spirit of God that I could, you could walk by somebody and demons would manifest because they do not like the presence of God. And so I'm walking <clears throat> back and forth um, on the platform. It's actually just down on the, there wasn't a platform that was just down on the floor. And I was walking back and forth and I wanted to pray for some people. And as I'm walking back and forth, all of a sudden I look and I'm like, well, that's a new one. Someone was levitating. And so I was like, well, I'm not sure what to do with this one. I've never had to do this before. And so I just said, well, in the name of Jesus, come out. And then at, all of a sudden, that levitation went to looking like a snake. And so she started like doing all kinds of contortions. And I'm like, oh, I really don't have time for this. Because it's like, well, this is the thing what I wanted to be praying for. And so I just commanded by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the Spirit of God, for that demon to come out. And I love it how I'm preaching and the lights are going all over the place. Anyway, can we give Becca another hand clap, please? Anyway, that only can happen by the what? By the power of God through the Holy Spirit. Next one, please. Healed the sick by the Spirit. Let's go to Matthew 12, 28. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house? He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. So it's important to see that first of all it says it is by the Spirit of God, by the Spirit of God, that he is able to cast out demons. And, and, and also, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. So the Spirit of God also testifies of the kingdom of God because it's a demonstration of the laws that govern the kingdom of God. And so it's by the Spirit of God that Jesus was able to do just this, heal the sick, cast out demons, and raise the dead. Go to the next one. Offered on Calvary by the Spirit. Next one. resurrected by the Spirit. You know, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the same Spirit that lives in us and will quicken our mortal bodies. I'm aware of somebody who is currently um, pregnant who the baby has no heartbeat at this moment, but the baby's still intact. Well, it probably has a heartbeat by now. Um, but we are praying that the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the same Spirit that shall quicken that child's mortal body, and it shall be alive. Amen? Don't you agree? Okay, how do we do that? We do that by staying full of the Spirit of God. Jesus did it by the Spirit of God. And so he was resurrected by the Holy Spirit. It's, it's so important that we grab a hold of this because Jesus being the head of the church, Jesus being the head of the church, literally gave us the same authority that he had. Are we doing the same things on a continual, consistent basis that Jesus did? 
So there's, there has to be a disconnect if we're not. If we're not, then I, the first thing I do is I look at my own life and say, okay, where am I kind of like off? And I think one of it is the distractions. Distractions come to get you off the path that God has for you. Look, do not, this, this world, I keep thinking about it more and more and more, like this is fading. What I establish here is this will fade. But I'm going to stand before him. And I, I, want, I want to hear that I accomplished what he had for me to accomplish. I don't want to hear, Kathy, you were so distracted with the cares of life. Kathy, you were so distracted with this or with that. We don't have time to be distracted. It's not my way or the highway. It's his way. Are you listening to me? I think God is preparing the church. It's time. We should have been already prepared. There's things that are happening that we need to see that, that's happening in the government. Instead of taking sides, what is God saying? What is he saying? Don't think about Republican. Don't think about Democrat. Don't think about who you like morally or anything. Hear what the voice of God is saying. What is he saying? Not what you want. Not what the media is saying. Listen to the Spirit of God. What is he saying? And it's going to be confirmed with other believers. If what you are saying is, is, is hearing is completely different than what everybody else is hearing, then I would say slow down, do a checkup, and ask yourself why. And there may be some form of judgment that you are holding in your heart that's causing you not to be able to hear God because it's going through a filter of what you desire or what you believe is right. This is what is right. Amen? And so we always have to align ourselves with what the Word of God is saying. So this power and ability of the Spirit is what He intended for His church his body to have. And in the book of Acts, the apostles, and in this dispensation of this church age. Now go with me to 1 Peter. I didn't finish the other ones. Let's do these real quick. I think there's one, a couple more. Go to the next one. Gave commandments by the Spirit. Go to the next one. Baptized and empowered his church by the Spirit of God. Actually, I want to go there, Acts 1-5. For me, oh, let me, let me read this. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. But you shall receive power, verse 8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all of Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall be my witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, all Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Witnesses to me, in me, is talking about, and I'll get into that more later, about the kingdom of God and how he gave us the keys of the kingdom of God. And it's important that we have that revelation and that understanding. I don't know about you, but recently I have felt like I was walking in a fog. 
and I, I wasn't able to see things clearly. I was, I was being, I'm just being uh, very transparent as being your pastor, but just very distracted with just things going on in life. And all of a sudden, it was like God just reminded me, why are you here? Why are you here? And I knew that it was like, it, it was just like this, this fog and this cloud lifted. And this new, like, found hunger, um, grace, I don't, I don't know what you call it, but it was, it's just like, we're going to go someplace. We're going to see some things. And we are going to see the kingdom of God established in Grand Rapids. And we're going to watch God move in your lives individually, and we're going to watch him move in this house corporately, and we're going to watch him move throughout our city. And that doesn't happen without trials. That does not happen without tests. Look, you have to have a test in order to, in order to know where your faith is at. It causes your faith to be expanded and to grow. We're talking about Matthew's business. It's been like one thing after another thing after another thing after another thing. And I said, just keep on going. Because what's happening is that God is setting you up for a promotion. When you are going through some tough times, you, it's time to lift up your head. Because you are about to be promoted. Because your faith is being tested. If every time you go through a trial, you get discouraged and you feel as though you can't, you can't breathe, then you're going to have to get tested over that thing again and again and again until you get your faith comes to a level where that is does not knock you down any further and that you can speak right to that mountain be removed and be cast to the sea and what does that actually mean I used to think that that meant that any obstacle in my way would just be gone no it means that my obstacle that's in my way will be gone and that my faith and my trust will be in him and only him it is so hot in here Oh, Jesus. So allow, whew, I'm hot. Let's get, whew. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh boy.
Okay. <clears throat> Let me get a drink of water. We're going <laughs> to... Okay. Next slide. <laughs> Okay. He directs and he governs his church. got this. Okay, First Peter. Wow, it's really hot up here. Chapter 1, verse 11. Searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. To them it was revealed that not to themselves, but to us, they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Things angels, things which angels desire to look into. So when you are ministering, whew, I don't know what's going on up here. I'm just going to have to. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> Woo, okay. When you are ministering with. Um... <laughs> with the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. You're going to see the manifestation of the kingdom of God. Because he points to the. <laughs> This is a really good teaching. <laughs> mm. All right. Stand to your feet. I'm not that um, undiscerning. Whew. Okay, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Come on, just lift up your voices. We glorify you, Father. We glorify you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. I just hear the Lord saying that he's bringing you through some course corrections, that he's bringing through, uh, you through course corrections, that there's, there's going to be a change in the road. It's kind of like there's a fork in the road, and the Lord's going to show you the change that you need to make. If you choose not to make that change, then you're going to be looking on the outside. You're not going to be able to enter into the fullness of the kingdom of God and what he has for you. For now is a season where the Lord's fire is coming. And as the fire of God is coming to bring a cleansing, it's literally cleansing. The ashes of your past are, 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 are in the past, but he's cleansing some thoughts that you've held, the judgments that you've held against man. And as a result of that, things in your life, the fire of God is coming. The fire of God is coming. The fire of God is coming. And it's in and, 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 and you there's Okay, this is the tongue of someone interpret. I wait for the interpretation, please. never done this before I just felt a burning in my chest we cannot you cannot get where I want you to go holding on to the things that you know you have to let go of your understanding you have to embrace life by my spirit you cannot control here you cannot control the path that I want you to walk in, so you might as well let it go. Otherwise, you will be on the outside looking in. The only way forward is by letting go of control and trusting me. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. The Holy Spirit's going to give you a song and a sound. That's what I heard. Just close your eyes, everyone.
somebody say before the spirit of God is like a friend who comes and points a sword at the middle of your chest and then tells you to come to him if you can see the picture and I feel like there's there's people in here that there's things it feels like you're dying it feels like there's he's actually come for something this morning and the only thing that's keeping you from nearness from connection to him from the ability to burn in that first love that we're all asking for is the thing that he has come to put his hand on, to put the sword to tonight. So I want to invite you, if you feel a hunger, if you feel that uh, that disconnect or that, that dying process, Jesus said that unless a seed dies and is buried, it abides alone. And I believe that there is a union available this morning, this afternoon. There is a union with God that you have craved and it's going to cost you something. And so I, I want to invite you, I'm going to continue to invite you to step out into a response to heaven because he's put a sword to your chest and said, come here. Will you trust me with that thing? Will you trust me with the dying process? Do you believe that I can raise you again? Do you believe that I can raise that thing again? Do you believe that I can give you my life? Says the Lord. Or are you going to continue to strive in your own strength? I feel a kindness and a severity of God that's present. And it is his kindness that leads us to repentance. I'm telling you, he's good. You can trust him. The only sword that he's ever put to my chest is things that were limiting me. Things that were costing me. Things that I was holding on to that were actually taking from me and I didn't know it. So Jesus, we yield. I haven't seen anybody step out. If I'm the only one, I, I thank you, Lord. I can feel it. It's in here. Jesus, we yield this morning. We want to come to you. We say above everything, at any cost, we will come close to you, Jesus. We will continue to lean into you. resurrection in our life.
And I pray for that fire, that release this morning. I know there's more to come, but there would be a release, a breakthrough in this house, that cycles would be broken, that there would actually be a newfound connection, a newfound union, even if it feels small. We celebrate it, we rejoice.
heard the Lord say this. It's like a rhema word for us in here. And this, I agree. I feel the goodness and the severity of the Lord. It says, the knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Only the Spirit of God can move upon the heart of a man and draw him to himself. No words that anyone can say can draw you except for the Spirit of God himself. something that's keeping you back from total surrender I invite Holy Spirit into your life to show you what that is because you will lose some of the most precious things in your life if you don't it's not because he wants to take it away it's because you won't be able to sustain it can only be sustained through the power and the presence of God. So I pray that your heart would be softened, that you can trust and feel his presence in your life. I'm going to close the service. I'm not going to interrupt what the Holy Spirit is doing. I'm not going to have ministry team. If you want prayer, you can ask for prayer. But I'm going to ask Rachel to continue to sing just for a little bit longer. You are dismissed. You are welcome to leave. Please, please do not chat in the sanctuary. Allow the Holy Spirit to continue doing what he's doing. Love you. Thanks for listening. We hope you were impacted by this message. For more information about The Well Grand Rapids, please visit our website at www.thewellgr.com.